What's up, Rams fans? This is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Rams Showcase, the Rams fall to the San Francisco 49ers and to third place in the NFC West. Plus, at three and four, some fans have just thrown in the towel. And later, the Rams head across the country to take on Tom Brady. We preview Rams at Bucks. Before we get started, did want to let you know that Ram Showcase does officially have merch. We got t-shirts and they are awesome. Uh, instructions on how to order will be in the description below or uh, will you can just wait. We'll talk about it also a little bit later. If you are watching me on YouTube, well, great news. There's an audio only version that you can check out. You can find it where you're already finding all of your favorite podcasts. If you are hearing just the audio only version, great news. There's a YouTube channel as well. We break the show into different clips uh, as needed and uh, you can watch me talk about the L.A. Rams. And uh, one more thing before we hop into the action. Uh, of course, we did hear the news this week that uh, Rams head coach Sean McVay did lose his grandfather, John McVay. So simply just wanted to send out some condolences to the McVay family. That's always a hard time, uh, something that's always lame to deal with. And uh, we are definitely we send out our condolences to the McVay family. All right, let's go ahead and hop in. Uh, we'll start with looking uh Looking back at this uh, game against the San Francisco 49ers that the Rams had uh, just this past Sunday, Rams, uh, not uh, not a good day for uh, the L.A. Rams. Of course, that was a 31 to 14 uh, loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, really, what I wanted to say here is the game plan uh, was confusing. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the Rams were attempting to do in this game, uh, uh, attempting to attack at. Um, we only saw. Uh, I think it was one or two jet sweeps. Uh, so this this um, game plan uh, that that I've kind of been referencing for the last few weeks, uh, it's, it's still a thing. We're just not seeing the same old uh, like Rams offense uh, that we have kind of grown accustomed to, which is like a lot of the misdirections and stuff like that. Of course, uh, when you have uh, a beat up offensive line like the Rams still do have uh, backup guards who are still playing in those uh, positions. Obviously, it's hard to get a lot of time, stuff like that. So. Um, obviously, uh, just not a good day for, for the Rams, uh, and on defense, uh, we kind of talked about it last week in order to slow down a 49ers offense, you just got to punch them back in the mouth. It really just didn't seem like that was happening. A lot of miscommunications in the secondary, a lot of missed assignments in the secondary, uh, Nick Scott, uh, blew the assignments on the, the Christian McCaffrey touchdown pass Of course, Taylor Rapp, uh, just not having like he, he played one, uh, in the end zone, just very poorly. So 31 points by the defense given up um, against uh, what I would consider not that great of a of a 49ers offense. Of course, they do have playmakers, though, so credit where credit is due. But 31 points uh, from this defense that boasts uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, all Hall of Fame players, uh, and then very talented players outside of that with guys like Leonard Floyd, Greg Gaines, uh, Nick Scott. So uh, ultimately just not getting it done. Uh, I think it was a poor game plan by the L.A. Rams. I just don't think they were aggressive enough uh, to compete against the San Francisco 49ers team. Went into the halftime uh, with the lead. Uh, so obviously just a very poor second half uh, showing. And, and that's what you get. Um, they, they adjusted to what we were doing. And we feel I, I feel like the Rams just kind of went out with the same exact thing. So it uh, felt like zero adjustments to a lot of adjustments. And when that that kind of stuff happens, you're just not going to be able to uh, to have a strong second half. So it's unfortunate. Um, the Rams now, of course, do fall to third place in the NFC West. And now we'll start the second half of the year. Uh, we're about the second half of the year. It's the second half of the season actually starts at like halftime in a game now. But uh, ultimately, now uh, we're going to be chasing down the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Luckily for the Rams, we do get the Seahawks two more times uh, or two times. We have not yet played them, so that's good. 
Uh, but of course, being down 0-2 to the San Francisco 49ers, that does hurt, uh, especially if that is part of the wild card race. So we'll see how that starts to shape up. Um, of course, we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well, how that that race could kind of shape up, especially uh, with the way that the Rams are sitting right now, which is at three and four. And um, a lot of the Internet Rams fans uh, have completely lost hope. Uh, it, I mean, I guess I get it. Uh, this team is not playing necessarily that great of football right now, but three and four heading into week nine. Um, I, I, I feel decent about it still. Like, I still feel like this team, like as far as like a white flag, I mean, it's week nine. So that I, I disagree with that part already of just like, it's over. <laughs> it's it's over. We're three and four. Might as well just call it um, because we've seen situations where this team has been so much worse than this. And we still, I feel like we still had hope in, in certain situations. So, um, you know, the Rams did not make a move at the trade deadline. Uh, it was a record breaking day as far as the moves go. And the Rams, they just kind of sat and uh, did not make a move. Of course, they didn't just sit. They were on the phone with uh, multiple teams. Uh, we've kind of heard that from Sean McVay. We've heard that from a lot of different people that the Rams were in on a lot of conversations, just didn't really pull the trigger on any. We did hear that the Rams did offer two first round picks plus Cam Akers to the Carolina Panthers in hopes of returning uh, Brian Burns to the Rams and, or getting uh, Brian Burns in return to the Rams. Um, they turned it down. Um, so the Carolina Panthers uh, decided that it was in their best interest to hold on to Brian Burns instead of get two first round picks and a uh, former starting running back uh, in return for him. So uh, either way, it kind of feels like the Rams kind of really keyed in on Burns, really, really wanted him. And uh, when they did not get him, uh, did not make any moves. So it felt like that was going to be the blockbuster move uh, if there were any. But uh, the Rams ultimately just uh, kind of stay put and don't make a move. I would have loved to have seen a pass rusher come in, whether that was Brian Burns or somebody else, simply because that is something that the Rams have struggled with so far this year. Uh, and teams are getting rid of the ball really, really fast against us, which is exactly what you're supposed to do when Aaron Donald's trying to take your head off, you know. So um, obviously, it would have loved to see a pass rusher come in, but it did not happen. So ultimately, we turn that page now and uh, we look at Justin Hollins and Terrell Lewis. Can they turn into or develop into the guys that we thought they could have been or maybe should have been? Uh, so the, a lot of pressure on those two now uh, because there was no move to see if they can kind of get that moving and, and turn that corner and really start getting after quarterbacks because so far they have not been winning those one-on-one. So I would love to see that. Um, so let's see if they become those guys that, uh, that we thought we were getting with them. Uh, some reports also saying that the Rams were given some offers for running back Cam Akers, but they decided to turn them down. Um, it was allegedly in hopes of mending that relationship. Of course, uh, today is Wednesday as date and time of recording right now. Uh, Cam Akers was in the facility this morning and they did have a conversation. Uh, Sean McVay said it was a positive conversation, but that he is not going to participate in practice. It sounds like Thursday we will have an update as far as what the heck is going on with Cam Akers. So if you're uh, looking for that news, I'm sure it'll be in abundance on uh, social media, but I'll probably also uh, post something to the Ram Showcase social media pages as well. So be on the lookout for that. As it does look like we'll either hear that Cam Akers is returning to the team and will potentially play again this year for the Rams or that he's getting cut. And I mean, from his perspective, from the Cam side of it here, uh, apparently with trade offers coming in, there is at least some level of interest there. So that's great news for him that if he does get cut, at least it feels like he should be able to get picked up somewhere. So that's good news for him that uh, he wouldn't be able to or wouldn't just be completely out of um, football for a little while. So. 
While the Rams make no moves, I do still feel like there are some roster moves on the way, uh, whether that be comes uh, just simple, you know, returning guys off of IR, which I still do anticipate we'll get a, a few uh, guys off of IR. Uh, Jordan Fuller and and uh, Coleman Shelton, they see they seem very realistic. I would have to look and see how many slots we even have available for returns because not everybody that the Rams have on IR right now will be able to return uh, simply because we'll have some kind of limited limit limitations there. I also fully do anticipate OBJ coming back. That might not be real, but it's still how I feel. I've seen no information that would cause me to to go off of that train yet. I know that the that the different fans have had kind of wavering um, confidence levels in Odell's return to the Los Angeles Rams simply because there's reports coming out uh, all over the place of different teams being interested or him being interested in other teams. Uh, but then you also look at now this week, the Green Bay Packers did not make a trade for a wide receiver. So they're, of course, going to be back in the conversation. I wouldn't be surprised to see a rumor pop up with OBJ to Green Bay uh, sometime in the, this next week or so. Either way, take uh, all those rumors with just a little bit of a grain of salt because they actually mean nothing. <laughs> they, it's very rare that a rumor actually is is means anything. It also could be OBJ trying to drive up price by just visiting a bunch of teams, seeing like, look, I've visited five teams. Y'all better pay me. Otherwise, somebody will kind of thing. And it, it, whether the interest is there or not, uh, it's not really for us to decide. So um, while, well, like I said, the, the Rams did not make any moves, I want to just kind of zoom out a little bit. All right. Because if like we, we obviously don't have the same vibe as we had last year. The 2021 Rams, that felt amazing. It just felt like it was our year. The 2022 season, it just doesn't feel like it's our season. And that's okay. That's my whole point is it's okay. We had that incredible 2018 season after a really fun 2017 season. Then that 2019 season was a little bit of a bummer. We missed the playoffs that year. Just didn't seem to be going our way. Jared Goff looked pedestrian again, and it was just kind of one of those of like, oh my gosh, what are we doing kind of thing. So just to like, we kind of just go up and down with it. And sometimes we're awesome. Sometimes, sometimes we're not as awesome as uh, we would maybe like to be. And also this season's already been a little bit weird. You know what I mean? Like uh, we, we thought that the, the Rams, Packers and Bucks were going to be the teams. The, those are going to be the ones fighting for the one seed. Now we're all looking at wildcard spots right now. All three of those teams. If you look at all the division leaders in the NFC, maybe you had the Philadelphia Eagles. I know I had the Vikings, but that wasn't necessarily the popular pick. Uh, so I think everybody's kind of a little bit like we're going into week nine and it's all like, OK, we didn't expect this. Hold on. <laughs> like, let's take a step back and kind of see what's going on. Also, the Rams are pretty beat up right now, and that's got to be considered uh, the, we're starting to get a little bit healthy right now, but obviously this is some, the, we have not yet seen this kind of injury luck or lack thereof, uh, since Sean McVay has, has come to the Rams. So that obviously has to be considered as well. Last year, like I said, though, it just felt like it felt like our story, the 2021 to like NFL season felt like it belonged to the LA Rams. You bring in Matthew Stafford, a guy who everybody had agreed that he is, he was better than his like performances had been because it like overall overwhelmingly fans had agreed the Detroit lions were holding Matthew Stafford back. So it's like we, he comes in, he's got the, it's this nice fresh breath of air uh, for not only the Rams fans, but also for, our, for Matthew Stafford himself. Um, we've got, you know, Ramsey, we got Donald, uh, we got all these guys that are just absolutely unbelievable. We got small town, little like Eastern uh, Washington or whatever, uh, Cooper Cup coming in like a little tiny school. He gets the triple crown. Uh, 
Uh, it's just uh, everything about it. The Super Bowls in your home stadium, everything about it just felt amazing. And then we get like middle of the way through uh, to, to deadline time. We bring in OBJ. We bring in Von Miller, two guys who obviously extremely talented and uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, it just kind of it felt like that that was the Rams story. This year doesn't feel like it's the Rams story. If if you had to pick out a team, if I was forced to pick out a team of whose story is it this year, it's Eagles or Bills. I mean, that's who that's who this this season is about. And you can tell when it's somebody's story, because when you're going into week nine and you pick them as your Super Bowl winner and people like make fun of you for being so not bold. Like if you ask somebody right now who's going to the Super Bowl and they respond to you, um, I'm going to go with the Eagles and the Bills. You're like, oh, whoa, dude, bold pick Eagles, Bills going to the Super Bowl. Like, how about you get a little interesting at all? So it's obviously that's their story. Could that could that be not the Super Bowl? Absolutely. It, their stories could end early. I think it, our 2017 story, I feel like that was a good story for the Rams. That ended early, uh, that Atlanta Falcons playoff game. So it just doesn't feel like it's us this year. And that's fine. That's what I'm trying to tell you is it's fine. And I understand we want the Rams to be in all these conversations for like being the best in the NFL, being in the number one pick conversation or excuse me, number one seed conversation. We want all of that stuff. We obviously want that. It's not realistic. There's 32 teams that also want all that stuff. You know what I mean? That's 31 other teams you got to worry about every single year who want to be in those conversations and they're willing to step on you to do it, you know? So uh, what I'd consider though, uh, a win this season, as we zoom out, we're not looking at just today uh, as we zoom out, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, if, if this team can make the playoffs, whether that's one and done or not, I, I see that as, is fine. Uh, and that's a, a zoomed out perspective. If the Rams can just make the playoffs, I will. I'm, I'm stoked with that. Maybe you can win a game or two because who knows once the playoffs start, all bets are off. I mean, it, it's anybody's game at that point. Ask the giants. Once you just make it to the playoffs, it is absolutely anybody's game. And there's, there's days back in St. Louis times. I would have murdered a man to, to watch the Rams play in a playoff game. I would have killed somebody. Oh, maybe you, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have been picky. All right. Because, uh, the, the, that gap of no playoffs, that was rough. All right. That was really rough. So yeah, there's some times back then I would have done some pretty sketchy stuff to watch the Rams play in a playoff game. And then, you know, we, we go to LA and then like we go uh, four and 12 that first year. And then Sean McVay comes in and then we're a playoff team. And I know that season didn't end the way we wanted it to the 2017 year. We, it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but we played in a playoff game. And that to me was like, all right, we succeeded. We succeeded. We got there. And that was amazing. And then, of course, you go to the Super Bowl the next year. There's still something that you still want there. Uh, you miss the playoffs and you go get like we've we've been OK. And if you zoom out and take a look at like if this team can make the playoffs this year, then that means that all of this time under Sean McVay, we've only missed once and we missed the playoffs once, but made two Super Bowls and won one. No one's going to look back at that as a failure. At least you shouldn't, in my opinion. You shouldn't. Um, but like I said, this like this right now, um, because it's just whether or not we win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, yes, that's obviously what I want to happen, but it may not. And that it's not going to make me leave the Rams. I'm not going to it's not going to be a different team showcase next year. If this team doesn't win the Super Bowl, I'll still be here. But my whole point is these are the good old days. These are the days that we want. These are the days that we're going to talk about in the future. We're going to look back on these days. Remember 
when we won the Super Bowl and Aaron Donald was doing the ring me and Cooper Cup got the triple crown. We brought in Stafford and he uh, he comes in first year and wins the Super Bowl. Jalen Ramsey talking all this trash to everybody. We got Sean McVay. <laughs> like we're going to talk about these times and they are not done yet. That's my point. These are the good old days and they're not done yet. You know, you ever watch The Office when Andy is like, I wish there was a, a way you could know that you were in the good old days before they ended. Well, I'm telling you right now, we are still in it. We are still in the good old days and we should just be enjoying what's going on right now. Do we want to be better than three and four? Yes, we want to be better than three and four. But this team is still amazing. This team is still much better than what we've come from. At least in my opinion. I mean, I, I, that's not my opinion. That is just those are just facts. This team is better right now than it has been in the in the past. We're not going to win every single game. We're not going to trade for every single superstar. We're not going to be perfect. That's just not realistic. But that's also okay. We're looking at the Rams here today. Like I said, Wednesday, Thursday. We're going into Week Nine. We're kind of beat up. We're three and four. We just got smoked by our most hated division rival, who we've struggled against. We've got inner dilemmas going on with Cam Akers. We're still dealing with injuries. We don't know who's going to start at different spots on the offensive line. It's just not not great right now if you're that zoomed in. If you're looking at today, Wednesday, Thursday, heading into week nine. But you zoom out a little bit and this late 10s, early 20s Rams team, I mean, it's exciting. And I mean, it's I'm I'm having a great time still. Even at three and four, entering week nine at three and four, I'm still having a blast with this team. It's still fun. Of course, I hate watching this team get smoked by the the Niners, but this team is still a lot of fun. And these complaints, like, I get it. I get the complaints. We want to be better right now, but it also feels like we just got spoiled really, really fast. And it feels like that the emotion of watching, like, the like the 2009 Rams that those emotions that we felt in that season where you know we're watching Steve Spagnuolo coach Mark Bolger and then Bolger gets hurt so Kyle Bowler comes in and he's throwing the ball to Donnie Avery and Brandon Gibson and you know, like we got Alex Barron he's get he's getting called for holding every other play our best cornerback Ron Bartell is just holding on for dear life against team's number one receivers every single week. Because he's like a four, you know what I mean? But he's our top guy. He's just hanging on for dear life. We've got James Laurinaitis, of course, and Steven Jackson. Those were like some real bright spots. But like David Vibora, Mystery Irrelevant, and Chris Chamberlain. Like they're just like, they're trying. Credit to them. They're busting their butts out there. But it's just they're just not the guys that we have today. And um, it's like I feel like those emotions are lost. Winning six games, six games in a three-year span. That emotion is now disappeared, I think. We're super spoiled now. But for myself, I know that watching and remembering those emotions, remembering how I felt watching going into every single game, just being like, please, just, just don't be ugly. Just don't be, <laughs> don't be an ugly game. And like beating the Lions by seven points for our only win of 2009. And it's just like, all right. Yes, we didn't go, you know, like we didn't go winless in this game. And of course, I don't like to watch the Rams struggle. And I know some people are going to pick apart some of my comments and say stuff like that, that I, that I don't care and stuff like that. Um, but what does it mean for me when the Rams struggle? Ultimately, not a lot. I do this podcast and I absolutely love doing this, but I'm going to continue no matter what the outcomes of the games are. And I still got like my job and stuff that I have to worry about. You know what I mean? So. 
Winning is a lot more fun, but uh, losing is not going to make me look for another team. That's just the way it is. The complaints, like I said, I get it. I get that we now have a higher standard than we did in 2009. We have higher expectations of this team than we did in 2009. Um, it, obviously, we just we we expect more now because we have been better. Uh, but to publicly say that uh, you think that this team is throwing in the white flag or just saying that this, this team is throwing in the white flag because we didn't make a blockbuster trade for a guy that you wanted this team to to grab. I mean, I, I that part I don't get. Um, but you know what? Like this team, like I said, three and four, we're entering week nine. These next three games that the Rams have, extremely winnable games. Uh, and then we get the Chiefs after these next three. So that's obviously a tough one. But uh, the Rams, if we enter that game at six and four against the Kansas City Chiefs, are we still going to be this emotional? Are we still going to be this upset? Um, or you know what? I, I mean, I don't know. But either way, what I can tell you, because it feels a lot like a lot of Rams fans have completely bailed on this season and that they're just done now with this team. Uh, what I will tell you is uh, go ahead. I mean, that's fine. I'm still going to be here watching every single game. I got a comment today that said like, like, cause this, this game is nationally televised for the Rams this weekend. I got a comment and I was like, Hey, congratulations to your eyeballs. We all get to see it. First comment is from a Rams fan that says, Oh, that sucks for everybody. We got that. Everybody has to watch the Rams. It's like, okay, don't then then don't, you don't have to, but I want to let you know when we take on the Kansas city chiefs, whether this team is six and four or three and seven, there's going to be a Ram showcase episode with a full game preview for it. So whenever you feel like coming back to this team, if you decide that in a few weeks, you you're sick of just being uh, all emotional about it. Hey, Ram showcase is still going to be here. I'm not going anywhere. All right. There's going to be a game preview every single week, no matter what this team does. We could win. We could not win another game this season. You'll still catch game previews heading into week 18. Or if this team is unstoppable, maybe we'll do another Super Bowl game preview. Maybe we'll have that. All right. But either way, this train is not stopping. Before we get into this Rams Bucks game preview, did want to let you know the Rams Showcase does have t-shirts. I am rocking one of them right now. This one is uh, based off of the Super Bowl ring. This idea was given to me by the homie Tyler. So definitely shout out, Tyler. Uh, you're the man. Um, but uh, Rams Showcase, they, like I said, got t-shirts officially. Uh, feel free to uh, give an order. It helps out the show quite a bit. Uh, more than you know, probably. Uh, they are 25 bucks a piece. You can email AJ directly to order. That's aj.rsgear at gmail.com. Uh, what I will tell you also, because the question I get the most is um, what what are, what's the quality like? And what I can say is uh, quality was absolutely a conversation. And uh, I am not mad about it at all. This thing is awesome. It's super soft, super nice, super comfortable. Also, if you would like to get your chance at scoring a free Ram Showcase t-shirt, we do a pregame live uh, ahead of the game every single week. Uh, and if you can correctly predict the score, um, no matter what side you're picking, it's totally fine. You don't have to pick the Rams to win, but I always do. <laughs> so, um, but if you nail that score prediction, like Jay did, then you score yourself a free Ram showcase t-shirt. I have not yet seen a photo from Jay. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to send one in, um, when he does, uh, officially get that, all that uh, stuff. Jay, send me the photo, man. <laughs> send me, send me the photo. All right. Um, but then, yeah, that's your chance to uh, score a free Ram showcase t-shirt. Um, or like I said, you can just buy them as well and it helps out the show a ton. So thank you for that. All right. We've got the Rams and Bucks game preview. We'll handle that next. So don't move. Welcome back into Ram showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. The Los Angeles Rams head across the country to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. This game is kicking off at 125 LA time will be televised on CBS. There is no distribution map for this game. 
as uh, CBS only has one late game, and this is it. Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be on the call. Uh, so nationally televised game, we'll get Jim Nance. It's going to be a fun one. This game's at Raymond James Stadium. The Rams sitting at three and four. The Bucks sitting at three and five. So two teams that we thought were going to be a lot better and more involved in the conversation for the number one seed in the NFC are now fighting for a wild card. This wild card in the wild card race, if this does happen to be a game that that uh, that comes into play come wild card time, uh, well then this game specifically is a big one. Uh, so the Rams have already lost to the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys do have the Philadelphia Eagles in their division, so chances are that they will be in that wild card conversation. Not the Philadelphia Eagles. Also in that division is the New York Giants, who are going to be in that conversation as well. So that loss to the Dallas Cowboys definitely is hurting the Rams. The Bucks also did defeat the Cowboys. Um, earlier in the season, I believe that was week two. So they've already got a leg up there. Uh, Giants, like I said, are also in that. Uh, so this game really does matter quite a bit if we're talking wild card race, which uh, we are. <laughs> we are talking about the wild card race. Rams are sitting in third place in their own division right now, of course, needing to get into a little bit better spot there. But um, obviously, uh, need to pass either the 49ers or the Seahawks are 0 2 against the 49ers this year. We still have not yet played the Seahawks, so definitely have a chance to go 2 0 up on them and really do, in a way, control our own destiny in that sense um, because we do get the division leader two times who we are uh, just two games back from. So, obviously, very big game as the wild card race goes. Um, but inside this game, we got two teams who are probably getting a like increasingly frustrated and it feels like frustrated is the right vibe on both of these teams right now feels like both of these teams knew and expected to be in a better position heading into this game and that's just not how it unfolded uh it, it feels like you know when we saw the schedule come out rams at bucks in week nine it was like holy moly this could be for the number one seed and now it's like, wow, could one of these is is the winner of this one going to be seven seed? You know that the the conversation is completely shifted. But in the playoff race, this game is still extremely important. Uh, Brady clearly frustrated. He's uh, he's playing frustrated. He's obviously going through a lot of uh, stuff in his in his life in general, not just in football uh, that could be impacting his uh, his performance. But either way, this is this is the worst that we've seen Tom Brady probably ever play. I think it's uh, the first time we've seen him under two games under 500 since the year 2000. And it was before he played. I want to, I want to say if I'm not mistaken there. So obviously he's, he's clearly frustrated. He's got a lot of things going on, uh, but he's also Tom Brady. So you got to kind of keep that into the back of your head that at any point, it feels like he can always turn it on. So I uh, just got to make sure that you keep him frustrated, honestly. And uh, a guy like Aaron Donald uh, playing against that beat up offensive line for uh, the Bucks that should be able to play out for in our favor, at least. Um, but like I said, both teams dealing with injury, but superstars are staying healthy. Obviously, they've lost some big name offensive linemen, Jensen in the cent in the middle there. Um, but superstars are still it. They've still got Brady throwing to Evans. Um, the, the Rams still have Stafford throwing a cup despite all those injuries. So uh, which which set of superstars is going to be able to hold on and uh, keep it moving? Uh, some players in this one uh, that we wanted to kind of highlight. So there is no Bucks that are former Rams players or coaches. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but uh, they've they've not been picking uh, picking us apart. Uh, Matt Gay, the Rams kicker, he has played for the Bucks before. And then Sean McVay, Raheem Morris, Greg Olson, and Eric Yarber have all been on the Bucks coaching staff at some point in their career. 
Some milestones that we're looking out for in this one, it is extremely likely because it's under 200 yards that uh, quarterback Tom Brady needs to hit 100,000 passing yards of all uh, like in his entire career. Um, it's very obvious, uh, very likely that that will happen in this game. So we should see that milestone happen against our Rams. Uh, we need one more 100 yard receiving game to put cup in third place alone all time in franchise history uh, over Henry Yellard. Uh, and that would put him at 27 100 yard games of all time. Isaac Bruce is in second. He's got 43 and Holt is in first at 46. So uh, still quite a journey for Cooper Cup to catch up with those guys uh, would definitely leak into next year. Um, also, another milestone for Cooper Cup. He needs 97 yards to pass Elroy Hirsch for fourth most all time in franchise receiving yards. So uh, he is uh, 96 to tie it, but he's getting right there. Uh, very realistic that he hits it this game or the following game. Um, and he still will be behind uh, Bruce Holt and Ellard after that. So obviously we've talked about it plenty of times before. We are watching one of the best wide receivers that this Rams team has ever had in Cooper Cup. Uh, so hopefully he just keeps it going. And um, he's at the very least in the conversation of top five. If he stopped playing today, if out of nowhere, he just decided, you know what? I'm not gonna, I don't want to do this anymore. Week nine, I don't care. I'm retiring today. He's all he's already in the conversation for top five wide receiver uh, in Rams history of all time. So extremely talented guy there. The history of this matchup, the Rams do lead the all time series 19 and nine have uh, historically had the Bucks number. Uh, the longest streak for the Bucks is only three games. And the Rams have uh, definitely had more streaks than that or longer streaks than that. The Rams have won uh, won the last three and eight of the last nine against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The most recent game, of course, was last year in the postseason. Cooper Cup had those two incredible catches near the end of that game, and then Matt Gay uh, winning it in, uh, in, in regulation to uh, send the Rams on to the NFC Championship game where they ultimately beat the Niners and then went to the Super Bowl and beat the Bengals. Since returning to Los Angeles, the Rams are 4-1 and one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even winning in 2016 that season that the Rams went four and 12. And since Tom Brady has arrived in Tampa, the Rams are three and zero against the Bucks. So the Tampa Brady Buccaneers have never defeated the Rams. Let's take a look at the matchup of this game. we got the Rams offense against the Bucks defense. The Rams offense definitely having their struggles. Uh, 28th in the NFL right now going against uh, a defense that sits just outside of the top 10, but is very good against the pass where the Rams are sitting about middle of the road. The Rams are really struggling to get the ground game going 31st. Um, the Bucs are the other team that they are ahead of, of course, but the Bucs uh, defense not really stopping the run on their own as well. The Bucs, though, not giving up a whole lot of points uh, under 19 a game and the Rams putting up under 17, though, which is 28th in the league. So obviously this matchup here is one that we thought that would be a little bit more uh, teetered towards the, the Rams side of it. Uh, but this offense has ultimately just not been playing as well as we kind of anticipated them playing. So the Rams struggled uh, to, to keep drives a lot alive. And a big part of that is losing on first and second down, uh, just kind of struggling on those downs. And it's making third down a lot more difficult. So obviously you want to see just if you can get like a like a five yard run, four or five yard run on first down. It's it's already feeling better than what the Rams have been doing, because uh, when we're sitting at third and eight or longer, I mean, those are hard to pick up. So. Obviously, we just got to get that going and the run game uh, definitely needs to have something there. And, you know, I don't I don't care who it is at the running back spot. We just need to see somebody kind of get some 
some uh, movement going. And I agree with McVeigh's comments about it being a wasted play uh, or it feels like they're wasted plays. And that's not to say that he wants to abandon the run game entirely. Although, I mean, he kind of, he tends to do that, but I don't think that's him saying he wants to abandon the run game entirely. I think that's him saying that like it, we're not getting it done. So it feels like we're just doing it because you do it. You, you, you run the ball and that's what happens in the NFL. Um, but we're, it's, it's not productive at all. And it's also not, it doesn't feel like it's setting anything up. So I would expect Van Jefferson to get more action in this game. Um, obviously last week was his first game back this season. So obviously expect, expect to get him more involved as the season goes on from here. Uh, we've got another game for, uh, Brian Allen back at center. So hopefully, um, his impact is a little bit more felt as when it, when, uh, when he continues on, we might see Bobby Evans starting at left guard again. Um, I know that a lot of fans are calling for Skura to play in that spot, but I would again just uh, say to go with the coaches here. Um, I mean, do whatever you want. You can you can ask for whoever you want, but ultimately, I want whoever's playing to play well. And yeah, and I say that I like Bobby Evans. Yes, I do. I like Bobby Evans. I like he, I like his his. Um, uh, I think he's got all the the like the architecture, all the structural pieces in place to be a good a good player. Um, his progression has definitely not been present. Um, very Taylor rapish with, with his progression where I think he's the same player as he was his rookie season. And you would expect him to be further on by now. So hopefully he does start to hit a stride or we do see Skura. But I always say this, if the coaching staff is not itching to get a guy out there, there's no reason for us to be calling for it. Um, this offense again, just doesn't feel like it's been the same offense that we've seen in recent years. Uh, maybe McVeigh's overthinking again. We have seen that happen before. So I uh, would just like to see this, this, uh, this offense kind of settle in a little bit more. Don't think about what they like. It feels like the, the Rams offense is like, well, what do they think we're going to do? Let's go ahead and do something different kind of thing. It's like, how about you just run what you're good at and make them stop you? Uh, because right now that's not what we're doing. The three to see in this game, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Matthew Stafford, any running back, and it'll go to Tyler Higby. So Stafford, uh, Stafford of 2021 and Stafford of 2022, they obviously feel very different. Uh, it's just rushed this year. It feels like he's, he's needing to go through those progressions so fast. And he is <laughs> the offensive line getting beat up. Uh, that's obviously not what you want to see. Uh, but also as he gets a little bit older, how much of this punishment can he continue to take? So, um, I would like to see him continue to get rid of the ball fast, um, but also just be smarter about it and getting, getting, uh, not, not so blasted in the pocket all the time because he's been taking a lot of hits. Um, and, and you don't want to see that, especially for a guy like Stafford, because if he goes out, we got the wolf uh, in. And I mean, I know a lot of people are big fans of the wolf, but I think that if uh, the wolf comes in, uh, ooh, uh, then uh, I think our offense definitely takes a, a, a big step back. So obviously would not like to see that. I personally would like to see perk um, over the wolf, uh, ooh, but um, it's not my decision. If the coaches don't see that perk would be a better person than, than, uh, the wolf out, then there's no reason for me to, to keep on griping about it. I'll take my own advice there. <laughs> um, any running back, I don't care who the heck it is. I don't care who the heck it is. And I know that the, the offensive line has been blocking poorly, but you got to make something happen. Somebody has got to do something, um, because this is just not, not working right now. I don't care if it's Hendo. I don't care if it's Ronnie Rivers. I don't care if it's Cam Akers. I don't care if it's Kyron Williams. I don't care if it's Malcolm Brown. Somebody has to do something. Somebody has to push a pile. Somebody's got to get some yards. Um, I, Ronnie Rivers, I I love that he was able to get a start and stuff like that, but didn't see anything that it was like, okay, uh, this guy's got something. I, he was the same thing as we've seen. So I don't know if he's going to be the guy. Hopefully we see that with Kyron Williams when he comes in or somebody can uh, can take that role 
and uh, just and kind of hit it hard. Maybe it is Cam Akers. Maybe he comes back and maybe he's awesome. I don't necessarily expect that to happen. I don't expect him to a come back. And I also, if he does, I don't expect him to b play well because he hasn't, but, um, but maybe he is, maybe that's, maybe that's what happens. And also Tyler Higby, Tyler Higby has had a pretty limited impact uh, so far this season, but as one of the leaders of the team, you got to find a way to make those plays. And uh, the, the drop that he had uh, against the Niners on that was a fourth down play uh, or third, something like that. But uh, it was a very critical part, and uh, that dropped pass was, it was just one of those where you're like, oh, okay, like this is, that's what kind of day it is right there. All right. So it's kind of felt like that, um, but as one of the leaders of the team, you have to make that play. And um, hopefully, hopefully that was just that. I mean, he does, he's got a history of those where he'll drop a, a pass or or two that you're like, what are you doing? But hey, uh, could have been a better ball, but all you still got to catch that one. So we're going to go to Higby, uh, be, be a leader and, and make the plays and you got to do something to help out this team. You got to give us a spark, man. If you're going to be a leader, you got to, you got to give us a spark. Let's go to the other side. We got the Bucks offense versus the Rams defense. The Buccaneers offense has definitely not been what uh, we all maybe thought they were going to be 23rd in the NFL. The Rams defense currently top five, still playing against very poor offenses though. So, uh, going against Tom Brady is definitely the best quarterback we played against, uh, outside of Josh Allen. Uh, so we'll see what that can do uh, as the the Bucks offense passing offense is fifth in the league. Brady's still getting it done through the air, but um, just not the same kind of guy, not the same kind of leader that we've seen in the past. Rams 11th against the pass. The Bucks worse than the Rams at running the ball, which is something that is uh, that is not good when you're worse than the Rams at running the football because we cannot get that rolling. Uh, the Rams seventh against the run. And uh, points being put up, the Bucks putting a little over 18. The Rams uh, giving up about 22 and a half per game, uh, which is 18th in the NFL. So obviously, it's not. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of things, and I, I keep on like I feel like people are trying to convince me that this Rams defense is is un, unbeatable. We just gave up 31 points to Jimmy Garoppolo, though, and I don't think Jimmy's that that good. So uh, that sucks. They were also out Debo, like it's. You're going to try to convince me. Uh, people are. They're going to keep trying to convince me that this uh, soft scheme giving up 7.1 yards per play to the San Francisco 49ers is working, that it's it's that it's not their fault. Um, obviously, the offense could put them in a lot better position or hold the ball a little bit longer and stuff like that. Um, but either way, 7.1 yards per care or per play. I mean, we're not even getting them to third down on those averages. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. It's it, that's exactly what the 49ers do to you. And uh, it's I, I feel like we know that. I feel like everybody knows that. Uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe it's just Raheem that doesn't. Or maybe it's just Raheem. And then like some Twitter people that, that are like, I don't this guy's good. <laughs> it's like I when <laughs> when just in the red zone, apparently. Um, but that didn't work out this week. So. Uh, either way, uh, this this defense, we're playing against poor offenses and then we're doing really well against those guys. Um, but either way, I would like to see some more aggressive g- aggression still. And I don't mes- necessarily just mean blitzes. I get that comment a lot, too, is like we blitzing, we blitzed here and then we gave up a touchdown. It's like, yeah, but we we're playing, you know, 10 yards off on third and two. So obviously it was just a quick slant. It was an easy pickup for them. So uh, we see other teams not doing that. So either way, uh, defense playing well considering all all circumstances considering considering that this offense been struggling as well defense is playing well i just i felt like they were going to be better 
I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to put it into words. I will. I'll get it. I'll get it uh, into my brain and out of my face in a way that makes sense to hopefully you. And um, we'll get there. I don't think it's today. I don't think. I don't think this is the day where I'm gonna be like, all right, nailed it. I got it now. Um, so either way, uh, playing playing well against poor offenses, 31 points to the Niners. That doesn't feel good at all. The Rams should be able to. Um, should have been able to do what other teams did to them, which is just play aggressive and. Uh, take advantage of different things, but going into this game, now we got it. We're going against an offensive line that's beat up. So we should be able to do what teams do to us, which is take advantage of a beat up offensive line. So hopefully that is uh, going to be the case. And hopefully we see some pressure on Brady because Brady has not been playing that well this year, um, especially when he does get pressured. So the Rams, that's where we've struggled to, to kind of get after the quarterback. So hopefully Justin Hollins or Terrell Lewis, anybody can uh, help out flow and AD and B wags and get after the quarterback. Um, so, and I'm also just hoping fingers crossed. We just see Ramsey on Evans all day because that is their biggest weapon. And outside of that, they don't have a whole lot going on. So if we can put the best corner on the game in the game, uh, in the NFL on uh, their top wide receiver, who is really their only real threat this year, um, I feel good about what this team can do. So our three to see on this side of the football is going to be Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and whoever is opposite of uh, Leonard Floyd. So Ramsey, I'm hoping he should be on Evans all day. Uh, taking away that top target should make the day of the other 10 guys on defense a lot easier. Aaron Donald, the inside of that offensive line is beat up and uh, he should be able to take advantage of that. Obviously, we saw last week, um, whoever that uh, young guard is in San Fran uh, did a really good job against Aaron Donald. Um, that, guy, that kid's got something. So, um, unfortunately, we're going to have to keep playing against him, but he did a good job against AD, but that's not going to be the same case this week. Uh, so, AD should be able to get in there uh, and get after Brady. And then, again, who's at, whoever is opposite of Leonard Floyd, uh, the Rams did not make a move uh, for this spot for an edge rusher like they had clearly tried. Uh, we got confirmed that uh, Brian Burns was targeted pretty hard by the L.A. Rams, and that didn't happen. So who's going to be the one to step up? Is it Justin Hollins? Is it Terrell Lewis? Only time will tell. But we got a big old football game going on this weekend. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the L.A. Rams. We got Brady again. And uh, the like I said, the 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 Brady-led Bucks have not lost i'm getting crazy sun now um has not lost uh, to or has not defeated the the rams so we got that going for us let's go ahead and keep that streak alive and uh hopefully by this time we just beat him and then he's done playing and we can say that we never lost to him when he was with the bucks but he only ruined our lives on two february thirds <laughs> in his time with the patriots february 3rd not a good day for the rams uh overall all right uh, that is going to do it for me like i said if you are uh watching on YouTube, make sure you check out the audio-only version. You can find it where you're already finding your favorite podcast. Apple Podcasts does seem to be the most popular avenue for people. If you are hearing me uh, only in the audio form, well, great news. There's a YouTube channel as well, so check that out. Purchase a Ram Showcase t-shirt. It helps me out quite a bit. Uh, don't You don't even know how much I appreciate that. It's super awesome. Follow the Ram Showcase and myself on all your favorite social media at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Beggs, just about everywhere. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Ram Showcase. And uh, for those of you who are not Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.